All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. This morning's scripture reading is found in Psalm 121. A Song of Ascent I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Will you pray with me? May the reading of your word open our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, good morning. We have had a stretch of a beautiful weather, haven't we? God is good, and all the time, God is good. Now, you might be looking around at the world and say, yeah, I, I, I believe that in my head. God is good all the time. But right now, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. God is good all the time. But of course, as, as believers, we, we believe that God's goodness is not some fluid barometer like like something that goes up and down with the, the fluctuations in the weather. God's goodness is not determined by the circumstances of our lives or of our world. God's character is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So this is the 10th Sunday of worship online only. And, and I've got to say, it's starting to feel like that movie Groundhog Day. You know the one with Bill Murray, where you keep repeating the same day over and over and over. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some change. Uh, and, and change is on the way. This will not last forever. And we are look forward to the day when we get to see each other face to face. And we're hoping very soon. And as we anticipate that day, I thought it would be encouraging for us to look at one of my, my favorite psalms, Psalm 121. It's part of a group called the Song of Ascents. A-S-C-E-N-T-S. Ascents, like, like going up, not, not an agreement. Songs of Ascent. And, and, and there's Psalms 120 through 134. Four are these psalms of ascent, 15 of them. And a little bit about this, this psalm. It's called a song of ascent because uh, these songs were sung or recited as um, Jewish pilgrims. They would, they would travel and journey to Jerusalem for holy days, like the Feast of Tabernacles or, or like the Passover feast. And they would recite or, or sing these psalms uh, as they were journeying through the mountains. And it's kind of cool to think about the likelihood, the very strong likelihood, that Jesus and his disciples would have sung or recited this psalm as they traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover feast at the beginning of Holy Week. And this is one of the few psalms that uh, were probably not written by King David. Many think it was written by, by King Hezekiah. And it's a beautiful song of God's grace and love and protection over us. It's, it's gorgeous. So let's listen to it again. And, and, and as you do, just, just picture in your mind Jesus and the disciples walking up through the hills and the mountains of Jerusalem on their way to Passover. Psalm 121. I lifted my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. 
Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. Now, did you notice there's a recurring phrase five separate times? The psalmist says, watch over this is what God does. He, he watches over us. He's, he stands on guard. We, we live in his grace. And, and the psalmist, he expects that in the course of his journey to Jerusalem, and no doubt by extension his journey in life, that there's going to be stressful situations, difficult times. But yet he affirms his faith that God is watching over him and will take care of him in that journey. He promises, he says, he believes God promises to take care of us. And so we're going to look at this, the symbolism in these verses. And I want you to notice three crucial areas of life in which we can count on God's help, care and provision. First, God watches over you when life is uncertain. The psalm begins, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? These mountains now around Jerusalem, they, they, they would be beautiful from a distance. I'm sure many of you have spent time in the mountains of Colorado or somewhere else. And they're beautiful, aren't they? But... We, we need to treat them with respect. When we're hiking through them, when we're walking through them, we need to treat them with respect because they can be, they can be unsafe. They can be a little bit dangerous. And it was the same for the, these, these, these pilgrims that would make their way to Jerusalem. Not only was the journey through them treacherous, but they could also become hideouts for bandits who would attack them as they traveled through. And so as the psalmist begins his journey towards the mountains... He says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. In other words, he's saying these mountains, I know that there are some dangers that lie within them. I know they can be tricky to navigate. But the one who made these mountains, he's watching over me. He has me in his hands. Listen again. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he watches over Israel, and he will neither slumber nor sleep. So God has made a a promise to us. He's made a a contract. He's made a covenant with us that he will be on guard 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He's with us each step of the way. Now, the mountains of life, they cannot be avoided. The rugged terrain, the danger within them. But we can face the mountains, the uncertainties of life with the assurance that God is taking care of us and that our help ultimately, ultimately our help comes from him. Now you might be thinking, does, does that mean that nothing bad ever happens to us? Well, of course not. I mean, look at the history of the church, martyrdom, uh, persecutions, disease, uh, uh, feeling, being ostracized by society in certain times. Just look at our world, look at our lives. If, Jesus himself said that we will have trouble in this world. He was, he was persecuted and suffered himself, right? So, so how do we take this psalm then? How do we reconcile this, these promises? Are they just sort of Pollyannish? Are they overly optimistic and a little bit naive about the way the world works? No, I don't think so. You know, we are never promised freedom from trouble, but God does promise to keep us from the evil that can destroy our souls. When verse 7 says, He will watch over your life, the word could be translated soul. That's why we love the hymn that says, 
Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Not with my life. It's well with my soul. And the psalmist knows that the troubles that you and I face can, can easily tear loose our faith in God if, if God is not faithful to hold us fast. And God will hold us fast. I was moved by a statement I saw this, this past week um, about a, a girl from Nigeria. She was, she was captured, kidnapped by the Boko Haram, the, you know, the, the really radical terrorist group that operates there. They, they've been really focused on Christians in particular. Uh, and she was captured, and, and, and eventually she, she was released or escaped. And she said, after the experience, she said, I, I felt that God had forsaken me. There were times when I was so angry with him, but still I could not get myself to renounce him. I found myself remembering his promise to never leave or forsake me. The Lord will watch over your life and watch over your coming and your going. And God has made a wonderful promise in Scripture that we should cling to no matter how uncertain or unfair things in life become. The Apostle Paul wrote these words in Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who are called according to his purpose, for those who, who love him. You know, the future is uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen from day to day. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, this, this whole COVID thing has certainly made us realize that we really have very little control over our lives. We don't know what's going to happen sometimes. Sometimes the next day will be pleasant. Sometimes it will be very unpleasant. But through it all, we have God's promise that no matter what happens in our lives, no matter what happens in our world, that ultimately he will work it out for our good and his glory if we put our trust in him. That's God's grace at work in our lives. He watches over us when life is, is uncertain. Secondly, God watches over you when the heat is on. The psalmist wrote, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day. Some people might say, you know, it's not the uncertainties of tomorrow that I'm worried about. It's the certainties. The reason I have to be concerned, the certainties of today that, that worry me, that concern me. And, 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 and I get that. You know, as, as I was putting this together, I was thinking about a book I read a few summers ago. I, I mentioned it in a sermon then, and I know at least one of you read it because we've talked about it. It's a book called I'll Push You. It's not going to win any Pulitzers. It's a really pretty easy read. But it's a story of, of two best friends, Patrick and Justin, a friendship that started in grade school. And it's continued into their 40s as they, as they uh, were both married with kids. Anyway, the longest short of it is that, is that starting in young adulthood, Justin uh, contracted a, a neurological disease somehow, and it began to slowly attack his muscles. And by the time he got to his early 40s, he was completely wheelchair-bound and has very limited use of one hand. And Patrick and Justin's friendship, uh, it's always involved adventure, even before this, and and Justin got the idea that together they should walk the Camino de Santiago. It's an over 500-mile uh, trail uh, through northern Spain that has been a pilgrimage trail for hundreds of years. Well, this past summer, on my sabbatical, I had the opportunity to spend about a week on this trail, the Camino. It was incredible. I want to show a few pictures of it to give you a sense of There's just these old Roman roads from centuries and centuries ago, and you can kind of keep scrolling through. Um, just tree line, these little villages, and, 
And, and it was a really amazing experience to think about the hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people who have traveled this over the centuries on, on, this, on this pilgrimage. And, and, and it concludes at this, this huge cathedral where you have this big worship service at the end. And as I, as I would go through the day, I often thought of this book I read about Patrick and Justin. And, and towards the end of their journey, Justin wrote in the book about how the journey had done many things for him. Perhaps the most important lesson that God had taught him was about God's grace and God's provision. He was there each step of the way through the good, but most especially through, through the bad, through the, through the difficult, through the seemingly impossible situations. That's how God's grace works in our lives. Even when we go through the heat, he makes it bearable by providing, as the psalmist says, shade at your right hand. And now, living in Kansas, we know what it is, the importance of shade on a sweltering, hot summer day. And it's amazing the difference that shade can make. The temperature outside, of course, hasn't changed. It's still 105 or whatever it might be. But when you sit under a shade tree, the heat becomes, it becomes tolerable. That's the same effect that the grace of God can have on our lives. He may not take us out of the heat, but he will provide shelter to help us bear the heat. And God's presence in our lives doesn't mean that our problems will go away magically. It means that our problems will not get the best of us. That God is still at work in redeeming. God watches over us even when the heat is on. He provides shade during the, the most difficult of days. The third thing I want you to notice is God watches over you in, in our darkest hours. The psalmist wrote, the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Of course, he's, he's speaking symbolically here. The, poetically, in reality, the moon probably isn't going to hurt us. The sun can burn us, but the sun, moon probably isn't going to hurt us. He's referring to the, the darkness of our fears, our loneliness, the darkness of our pain. The darkness we experience when we hear from the doctor that word cancer. Or when we hear the word divorce from our spouse. When a child admits to having a, a drug problem. When somebody close to us dies. When we fight a losing battle with sin. When we experience frustration, anger, resentment, anxiety, fear, whatever it might be during the midst of what's going on in our world right now. In the book of Romans, Paul wrote these words. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. The, the psalmist who wrote Psalm 121, he, he made his journey through life to Jerusalem with the assurance, the confidence that even in the darkest hours of his life, that God was watching over him, guiding him safely. That is the grace of God at work on our lives. There was a song that was popular back in the 80s by Bette Midler. Um, you might remember it was called From a Distance. And, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a pretty song. It's kind of a moving song. The song is a good message, but it's not completely accurate. The chorus says, God is watching us. God is watching us from a distance. Well, God is watching us. The songwriter got that right. But God is not watching us from a distance. He's, he's right here with us. He's not observing what's going on in our lives through the telescope from, from, from a great faraway galaxy. He's not viewing us through a, a satellite when we're going through the fiery trials of life. 
He's not watching us from a remote heaven as we face the darkest hours of our lives. He's right there with you. And even the darkest of hours cannot harm you. The Lord will keep you from all harm, the psalmist wrote. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. As we, in other words, as we go through the day-to-day rituals of our lives, God is watching over us and he wants to be your source of help, your source of strength, and he will be as we turn to him. You see, God in his infinite goodness, and God is good all the time, he takes care of us when we cannot take care of ourselves. When life is uncertain, when the heat is on, and in the midst of our darkest hours. Do you want to experience his grace in your life? Do you want to live with the assurance that he's watching over you at all times? Here's how you can do that. You can ask and you can rely. You can ask for his strength. You can ask for his presence. You can ask for his help. He will answer that prayer. And you can rely. You can rely upon his faithfulness and his promises because he is good for his word. He is there. He is watching over you. And he will take care of you. You're coming and you're going both now and forevermore. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you and we we offer ourselves to you. We thank you that you are great and good God. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your care and provision, your, your grace which sustains us each and every day, Lord. We, we say with the Apostle Paul, your grace, it is sufficient for me, for us. Lord, we submit ourselves to you today. And we, we believe, Lord, that you watch over us both now and forever. So, Lord, through our actions and attitudes, let us show to those around us that we truly do believe that. That your goodness and your grace is sufficient. And you, that you, Lord, are with us and you watch over us because you, you love us and you're for us and you're with us. We offer ourselves to you now in Jesus' holy and precious name. That your grace would reign in each person's heart and lives who hears this message. In Jesus' name, amen.